Hi, welcome to Teshuvah, Return and Reboot, where we reflect on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. I wanted to turn our attention to the focus on Zchut Avot in Slichot and in the prayer during the Tvilot, during the Yamim Noraim. In particular, for example, there's a pasuk that we say in Slichot where we beseech Hashem to remember the Zchut or the merit of Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, Aseilaman Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, Aseilaman Mosheva Aaron, Aseilaman David Ushlomo, whereas we're reciting other um, events or people from whom we want to get schuyot from, we're also mentioning our ancestors. Now, this is a common theme in tefillah in general, where we pray that in the merit of our the holiness of our ancestors, Hashem, have pity, Hashem, have compassion upon us. I wanted to explore how are we viewing or understanding schut avot in the context of tefillah? Are we perceiving our ancestors, the avot and imahot, as people that were superheroes in holiness and in character and virtue, and we want Hashem to remember their perfection and therefore look more kindly on us as fellow humanity, fellow Jews? Or are we looking at or understanding the Avot and Imahot, especially at this very time, as people that also had struggles and conflicts and challenges and sometimes made mistakes and didn't always make the best choices, but were able to navigate them and still retain levels of high spirituality, high connection to Hashem and high con- contributions to B'nai Israel. So I'd like to look at another song that actually is really beautiful by Hanan Ben-Ari. And in the song, um, he describes, it's called Cholim Kamo Yosef. And he discusses how each of us um, are, have a part of ourselves that can react or reflect or connect to different parts of um, what characters in Tanakh navigated. And it's really beautiful in Hebrew, but just to give you a little bit um, in English, he describes each person is expelled from Gan Eden. Everyone undergoes a flood. Every person has some Abel about whom he is deathly jealous. In everyone, there is a tower of rebellion and confusion. Every person goes to him from his father's house. Everyone nearly binds his son. Deep inside, there is a small Sodom that he just wants to erase already. And there are angels that will rescue him. And I also dream like Yosef. Yes, they also threw me into the pit, a wheel that repeats inside a costume. And like David, I make it into a psalm. Make it into a psalm. Everyone is a queen like Esther, defeated like Devorah, only that any army would come, like everyone, she also cries in private, like Rachel, like Moshe on Harnavo. And I also dream like Yosef. Yes, they also threw me into the pit, a wheel that repeats inside a costume, and like David, I make it into a psalm. 
Every person is created in the image of the divine, in ember-burning secrets and clues. Everyone is good content for a movie, a new role inside an ancient, an age-old ancient story. Anand Benari's lyrics are so poetic and powerful because they really tap in to the aspect of everybody connecting to different narratives from Tanakh and different personalities and different people's stories and tragedies and victories. And it's amazing because his song is not only popular in religious communities, but it's a popular song in Israel in general, because I think in the way that Israeli society and the Jewish people, I think, understand our superheroes in Tanakh is people that are complex, that are not perfect. And in fact, I think it's on that merit that we are praying to Hashem during Slichot because we have stories in our tradition of people that struggled not only with challenges outside of them, but with moral and ethical dilemmas and with challenges inside of them and still were able to tap into their connection to Hashem, to something beyond themselves. There's been a lot of research on superheroes in pop culture, how they were developed and what their role was in society. And there was an interesting perspective given by a clinical psychologist, Dr. Sindel, who said that historically, escapism was a big factor in how superheroes helped people deal with everyday challenges. And in fact, the original golden age of comics was in 1938 to 1949, which was the period of World War II, which is a really tragic time in human history. And during that golden age, the superheroes de like depicted were really perfect and had all of these incredible physical and psychological strengths that were not realistic, obviously, at all, um, but really magnified and exaggerated. Um, however, it's possible that the Silver Age of uh, comic books was in the 1960s to 1990s. And during that time, there's been an increase in heroes who are flawed, characters who have struggles such as psychological, vulnerability, trauma, anxiety, loss, that are more human. And perhaps the, in the Silver Age, a more sustainable model of a superhero was born, one that's much, much more relatable, which is that of a superhero who is more, both more human-like and I guess also more divine because that is what separates mankind from angels, but also that makes mankind uniquely capable of connecting with God. It is our ability to choose and therefore also our ability to fall. Um, I, we had an interesting experience when we were a young couple and we were living in faculty housing right directly south of Washington Square Park. We had a beautiful Shabbat lunch with a lot of um, NYU students, as we did often then. And my husband had on Friday encountered this um, very kind 
South African couple who was an evangelical Christians that had just moved to the neighborhood. And my husband, being very friendly and welcoming, said, oh, you should come by for lunch. And he actually invited them to join our Shabbat lunch, not thinking he would accept our invitation or his invitation, but they did. And they ended up joining us. And I remember they were so excited. They had never met observant Jews before, and it was their first Shabbat meal. And we got up to wash before Hamotzi, and they couldn't believe it. They said, just like it says in the New Testament, and you still live like that this day. You know, you're still washing your hands before you break bread. And what we didn't realize after was that soon they started quoting the other parts of the New Testament, which was that we focus so much on washing our hands and all of these rituals, and yet we don't treat each other with kindness. As they started quoting more and more passages from the New Testament on similar themes of how the observant Jews of ancient times merely focused on the rituals and didn't really focus on the compassion and empathy towards each other, we slowly started to realize that they were using our Shabbat meal as an opportunity to proselytize to us and our students. And of course, they left, thankfully. And when they finished, we took out Tanakh and we processed with the NYU students that were there. And one of the points that we shared with our students was that it's quite amazing because we don't need to look at the New Testament to find criticisms of B'nai Israel and criticisms of the people that we hold to the highest esteem. In fact, in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, the version that we learn and study is rich with Nevi'im criticizing and castigating people for their behavior and their treatment of those who are vulnerable in society and of each other. So um, it was a really powerful moment because we realized that we, what's unique about the Tanakh is that we very much contain the complexity of humankind, even in our superheroes. And hopefully that lens can serve as a portal for us to realize that we are all capable of superhero possibilities because even superheroes have challenges and flaws. I hope you have an amazing and meaningful day. Thank you so much for joining.